Well, thank you, sister. What a blessing. Those foolish Galatians. Oh, let us not be foolish, right? Because those Galatians, they've been lied to. They were lied to. Paul brought to them a gospel. And then someone come and tell them that they had to work, follow the law. Remember in the context of the book, become Jews first. And then they can be Christians. And he calls and says, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You're, you've been lied to, and you've fallen into the lie. Because they like, and you know, to be honest with you, they liked the idea that they could do something. They had some part in this salvation. But isn't that the same thing we do in our own society? I mean, we are a society that honors the doers. Mm -hmm. We are a society that honors doing. And in fact, many of you, some of you right now are going through, so many of you have gone through that crisis of identity when what you were doing is no longer what you are doing now. What you have done in the past is no longer what you're doing now. Think about how many, I know some of you guys are retired out there. How many of you went through that crisis of identity because you didn't know who you were anymore because you were now retired? Because what were you known for? What you did. I'm a, I'm a pastor. That's what I'm I, I'm a mechanic. I'm a school teacher. I'm a... You fill in the blank. I'm a... Because it's what you did. And we are a society that honors that doing. And we think about, well, I'm a Christian because of what I do. I'm a Christian because uh, I go to church. Because I attend Laughlin Community Church. Well, I'm a Christian because I was baptized. I was, I'm a Christian because I read my Bible. I'm a Christian because... Look, all these are doing. And we're a society that loves to say, well, I have some kind of role in it. We have a sister that encourages people to believe that they can work their way into heaven. Because we can do it, right? If we're known by what we do, then I can get myself there by what I do. Well, if I attend enough church services, if I give enough money, if I turn the right church services... If I spend enough time in the nursing home helping those people, then I'm just thankful it ain't me. Or if I'm bad enough, I just can't get in there. We like the doers. 
we like to focus on doing. Let's say it's something we all relate to, dieting. I don't like, all of us have tried the dieting thing in our lives, right? We're all, all of us have tried it. And we're a society that honors dieting. Well, you're on this diet, you're on that diet. How many diets are there? As soon as that one makes progress, we'll start, stop selling books. We'll have a new diet out. <laughs> if you just diet and exercise, you're going to lose weight and have that ideal body that no one who actually likes food can have. And we, we translate that kind of mentality, that, that doing mentality, we translate it into, well, I know they're a real Christian because they're, they're at church every Sunday. Every time those doors are open, they're at church. Or I know they're a real Christian because they donate X amount of money to the children's fund. I know they're a real Christian because... And we get caught up in glorifying the doers. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. Bible teaches us, he says, just like Abraham, who believed God, it was credited to him for his righteousness. Notice, the Bible isn't about doers, it's about believers. It isn't about someone who believes because it's about someone who has faith. Abraham is a man known for his faith. Yes, he does amazing things, but that's what he, not what he's known for. Go read the New Testament where they talk about Abraham. They're talking about, what his, they're talking about his faith. Now, here's a fun grammatical something. I do faith. Does that work? That doesn't work. It doesn't work. I do faith. I know what you're thinking. (laughs) We don't act. Faith is not something we do. It's something we have. I have faith. Faith is in me. Faith is, is the, the, the very action. It's, it's something that, that, that it develops, envelops us. Because faith isn't something we do. It's something that flows through us. And as God makes us into something new, that faith flows through us and becomes a very part of the very ring of being, our very being, a reality is caught up in faith. And so it's not about what we do. It's who we are. And we like to focus on what people do, right? We know they're a Christian because of what they do. That's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us about how do we know they're a Christian? By their fruits. There's that word, fruits. 
And the Galatians tells us about the fruits of the Spirit. We're going to spend some time on that when we get there. We're not there yet. We're going to talk about that fruit. But so, some of you guys know those fruits, right? The, what are they? The things like peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. And notice these are things, not things that we do. They are produced out of us. You don't do patience. You're either patient or you're not. That's the one thing we never pray for, right? Patience. Because you know God's going to give you plenty of opportunities as soon as you start praying for that. It's something that it produces out of us because we have faith. And so we know them by the, not by what they do. Now, if you have faith, you are going to do. But it's not because you are known for it. Not you, it's because of an outpouring of your faith. And so the first thing that people ask me, though, is, well, if I need to have faith, it needs to be there. Well, how do I do that? Because we're so caught up with how do I do it? I have to do something. But the Bible tells us what we have to do. And that's just have faith. We believe. Galatians 3.13, right? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming the curse for us. Christ was the curse to take away our curse. And because he was cursed, we are adopted into the family of God. And so we believe. And it becomes the very essence of who we are. And because of that, yes, we will pour out into action. And God's given us some actions that we're supposed to take, right? My favorite listing of this is Micah 6, 8. If you don't know Micah 6, 8, that's one of those passages that I've told you what is good and what is the Lord requires you to act justly because of the very essence is faith. Your very being is colored by faith. You're going to be crying out for justice like God cries out for justice. Now, I'm not talking about justice as like we want everyone to be fair. Fairness, we're not talking about being fair. I'm not talking about, hey, I want everyone to follow America's court system. This is for all people. It's I want God's justice. Like Habakkuk. How long, O Lord, will you let your people suffer? Crying out for justice. We cry out for justice for people that cannot cry out for their own justice. We act justly. We we not treat people fairly. We act justly. And so if you're not acting justly, you ain't, that fruit ain't coming out of you right. Act justly. Love faithfulness. We love to be faithful. Because faithfulness is the very essence of who we are. Faithful. 
and we walk humbly with God. I've heard a lot of people confused about what it means to walk humbly with God. They got this attitude. Well, I'm just a no down, good to nothing. That isn't walking humbly with God. Walking humbly with God means I'm not the leader. means I've taken my eyes off of my old self and I've put it on to the Lord and he is leading me and I have humbled myself to know that I don't know the right path. Just like that Garden of Eden story, remember? The snake comes up to Eve and says, this will make is good and make you wise like God. Knowing right from you. And, and they say, well, that does look good. And it would be good to be like God. So, and it's enough to humble yourself. I know, I don't know the right way. I'm going to not keep my eyes on my toes or the path right in front of my path. I'm going to keep my eyes transfixed on God. So that I might follow his path. Just like that fiery, that smoke by day and that fire by night. So that I follow after him. Well, he stops, I stop. And when he moves, I move. And so I follow the path. That's what it means to be humble and walk in his path. Does not mean, does not mean that you're just a no down, good for nothing. Who can't get anything right. You are transfixed on God. And yes, sometimes you might make a mistake because we all fall off from time to time. But you are called to be something more. And so we spend, as we walk humbly with God, because the counselor has come beside us. Right? That's what the Bible teaches us, right? The counselor has come. That's that word for Holy Spirit means to come beside, one who walks beside you. Has come beside us. We were walking with this with God who is leading us. And so therefore we're going to spend time with God. That's what it means to be in a relationship with Him. To walk humbly with Him. We got to be in relationship with Him. And because we're faithful, it's going to outpour into actions. Which means we're going to do things like meditate on spending time with God. Meditate does not mean I'm floating in the sky with my... um, Got to get in that pose that I can't, you know. (coughs) Excuse me. Meditation in the Hebrew of the word sense means to mutter. It means to repeat over and over and over. So when we meditate on the scripture, it means we got that scripture in our head and we're thinking about it all day long. We say, well, how does this passage apply to this circumstance? What's the wisdom behind this? Why did this passage that was written 2,000 plus, maybe 5,000 years ago, and what does it have to do with anything with me today? What's the wisdom behind it? And so we meditate, and we think about it, and we walk with God. 
and he moves us to a better place. And we walk that road to a better road. Let's go back to that idea of dieting, right? You have that dieting, right? All that dieting. Yeah, yep. Do you know what will actually lead to a healthy lifestyle? Is adopting a healthy lifestyle. I'm still working on that one. (laughs) Dieting won't fix your problems. As soon as you quit dieting, you're... It's actually being healthy. It's got to be part of who you are. We all can understand the fact dieting because we like it and we've all tried it. Well, Christ, the same way. We, as soon as, if you are doing church, you're doing Christ, you're doing faith, as soon as you stop doing, you're going to fall right off the path again. But if it's part of the very being of who you are, there's no falling off the path. You may stumble here and there. May have some weeds you need to prune out of your garden so your fruit can be better, more productive. But it's part of who you are. It's not something we do. And it becomes the real you. You know, I... When I was a, a college professor, I used to ask the question, one of the first things I always asked was, you know, what religion are you and why? And this is a Christian university. I'm not sure they are so much anymore, but they were a Christian university. And I used to get answers, you know, some very good answers, like I'm a Christian because Christ saved me. And some answers like, well, I'm a Christian because I go to church. I'm a Christian because I read the Bible. I'm a Christian because my parents are Christian. If we're a Christian because we go to church, there'll be a time in your life when you stop going to church. And you'll, guess what? You'll stop being a Christian? Probably never were. It's about the faith that walks within you. And it's not about how old you are. I mean, some of you guys are, well, I'm old, therefore I I'm, I'm, know I'm a Christian because I'm old. You know, Methuselah was 969 years old when he died. Yeah, Enoch, he was the one who Walked with God and then was not before because God took him. It was because he walked with God. And as he, we walk with God, as the faith becomes who we are, we become a new creation in Christ. Look what 2 Corinthians says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. New creation. And we need to fall in love with that new self. What God is creating you into. Not that old self. That old self was beaten up and bruised and battered and was very selfish. 
We need to fall in love with the new self that God's creating us into, that new creation he's creating us into. And you know what? We fall in love with the new self that God is creating us into. It helps us love others, right? And you're, you're in love with that old self. If you're loving people through your old self, you're going to love people like you loved your old self, you know, very selfishly, which means you ain't going to love others very well. As long as it's out for me, as long as I get for me. We love that new self. And then we love others because it's an outpouring through us. We love because we were first loved. God loves us, so we love others because it pours through us. Because it, it is what we, the real, it's, it's, it's the very, becomes the very essence of what we are. And that's, that's what we need to be. It's not about focused on what, is, what we can do. I don't know how many times I've heard, well, if you don't attend this service, you're not a real Christian. Or if you don't do this, you're not a real Christian. You know what? If you're attending with us online, I'm grateful you're here. If you're here in this room, I'm grateful you're here. But that doesn't make you a Christian. Your faith in Jesus Christ makes you a Christian. Because it becomes the very essence of who you are. And he flows. Uh, we love God. It flows through us into the world around us. And so we need to, as we think about our next steps, we think about things like, am I walking with God? Or maybe I'm just doing this Christian walk. I'm just doing Jesus, I'm just doing it. It's, it's only right now. I'm going to just do it for a while, try it out. I get better businesses. You know, I, I met a man one time at a church I was attending, and he went to church because uh, he got better businesses, uh, better business clients for his, his business there. It was a real godly man. Um, but he, everyone, believed, oh, he's a good Christian. Well, until you actually talk to him. Am I, is faith, my faith flowing through me, from God to the world around me? Is it the very essence of who I am? And that'll look different for every person because you are different. For some of you, it will look like you hear every time the doors are open and bless you. For some of it, you won't ever come, be more than just, you come You'll gather together with your assemble together once a week. And then you're out there. For some of you, you're going to be, you, God has gifted you in, in areas of, of, of teaching or prophecy. Or you're going to look different. Service. It's going to look different because you are different. So we have to ask these hard questions. We have to wrestle with these questions. You know, I, I've learned something by reading a lot of sermons. At some point, many of the older generation here in this room started liking things like one, two, three ABCs. That wasn't how a lot of the older, older sermons were. 
But the problem with that, and there's nothing wrong with those, but the problem with it is we forgot to ask the deep questions to wrestle with because it's more than just A, B, C, and one, two, three. We have questions that we need to wrestle with. Am I walking with God is not something that you can do an ABC off of. This is something you have to wrestle with and be in your scriptures and say, what does it look like for me in my circumstance right now? Not what I used to be, not what I hope for, but right now. What does it look like for me to be walking humbly with God right now? Now tell me that's an easy question to ask. That's a hard one. And we have to wrestle with it. And we have to walk with God. And we have to let the new creation, that creation that God is creating us into, that that new being, be. And we have to claim that. Say, I don't want to be the old self. I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be the new creation. I got to claim that new creation. And I got to wrestle with it. And what does that look like each and every day? I got to do the real Bible study. I'm not talking about that fluff Bible study. You know, Jesus loves you. He does. He absolutely does. But if that's the depth of your Bible study, you're missing out on so much of the Bible. I had someone tell me one time that they learned everything they needed that they needed to know for the Bible in elementary school and then it was all about just living that out the rest of their life. Well, I mean, yeah, Jesus loves you. And I'm glad you got that part. But there are things you cannot understand about the scriptures because there are, we're in love with Jesus, not a, a, a contradiction free Bible. We're not in love with a, a Bible that is easy to understand. We're not in love with, we're in love with Jesus who has chosen the beautiful messes that we are to work with and in and through. And we have to wrestle with this. Otherwise, we'll be like the foolish Galatians who said, well, this looks good, this sounds good. As soon as someone who comes by and says, let me offer you something easy, something you can do. So we wrestle with it. Father God, I pray right now that you help us as we wrestle with the big questions in our lives. The big questions that you provide. Lord, I pray that we can find those answers in your word and your scriptures, but Lord, I pray that we learn to wrestle with it. Lord, we would be like, like Jacob, just holding on till we get the answer. Lord, I pray that we are faithful and that your presence, your faith, that our, becomes the very nature of who we are. We, as you create something new, that we are faithful. And we are known by the fruits that you produce in us. Lord, I pray right now that you give us your strength as we seek your face. 
Lord, if we have lies in our lives, in our study, our theology even, that we've believed, remove those. Help us to see the truth as we wrestle and meditate with your scriptures every day. Lord, let us be known by a faithful people. Let me be known by a person of faith. And as that faith flows through me, help me to do according to what you've called me to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.